0: This is Jennifer Pepito with the Restoration Home Podcast, where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. Today I'm talking to Emily Pepito about hospitality. This is the podcast where we talk about how we can create more connected families and restored communities. And kind of the peaceful path towards that, especially in in light of Benedictine spiritual practices. One of the things that the Benedictines did to love their neighbor, maybe to even what we kind of normally or in modern Christian life think of as outreach, was just being available. You know, if someone knocked on the door of the monastery, they would offer them a bowl of soup or they could spend the night. They we're really quick and prepared to show hospitality. And I think as moms, especially homeschool moms, a lot of our lives are so focused on our children, on giving them a beautiful atmosphere and homeschooling them really well and academics that it can be hard to think about adding in hospitality. Emily, what are some of the ways that you've seen our family or other people do hospitality really well? I think one of
1: my favorite like life or lived experiences of hospitality was the Hiltons at the chapel because we were living in Mexico at the time and or we're living in San Diego building our house in Mexico and it was pretty lonely and there was just this this space that they had created and they had this really beautiful sort of it was San Diego so obviously sort of year on summer and there's this outdoor patio that was just so beautiful, entertaining. It was a tiny, tiny house that they lived in, but I just remember going over there and having these like dinners with them, and they had it this big bin of playables we 'd play with and i I just really appreciated sort of their welcoming hospitality and Then the other family was the Mcdonald's, and they were and I know there's lots of other experiences with hospitality that i've had um and really radical, really generous hospitality. But the McDonald's is another family that just stands out. And partly because it was, they were just, they just, it wasn't this like officious um, hosting thing that they would do, but it would just be like, oh, it's birthday, come on over having tacos. Oh, it's this, just come on over and have tacos. And it was just so relaxed. And you just went over there and you just felt very sort of um, at rest with them, even. And then they had just so much. Um, so much food, so much generosity in every aspect of their hosting.
0: Yeah, and when we, you know, we're talking about these are, these memories, these people that we're talking about were friends that we had while we were missionaries in Mexico. And when we went down to Mexico, our goal as a family was to provide a place of hospitality for Families who wanted to experience missions. And so people would come and stay in our home, and then we'd take them to visit an orphanage or we'd work on a house project together. But it was a lonely time for us as a family because we, you know, we left all our friends, we left all our family, and then we were having strangers come and stay with us. But these two people that you mentioned one was a missionary family and one were pastors of a church. Like the church is still there, it's the chapel in Grossmont. And those pastors, neither a couple, the missionaries or the pastors, had a lot financially. They both had small homes, uh, you know, not, I mean, both really lived very simple lives. But there was just so much of a sense of welcome. And especially, you know, the the chapel pastors, John and Mary Lynn Hilton, they were so warm and so open. And it carried us through that missionary period to have somebody open their doors to us. And obviously it's not the same as opening your doors to the unsaved or in, in some sense looking at hospitality as a ministry, but our family has done that also. You know, when we were in Mexico, most of the people who stayed with us were Christian families going on a mission trip, but we've had a few really cool opportunities where, you know, some A Czechoslovakian traveling group drove down our driveway one night. Do you remember this, Emily? (laughs) And they were looking for somewhere to camp. And so we let them stay in our... uh, We had a detached schoolroom. Or I can remember as a child, there was a family... um, An Israeli couple who were touring the area. And my parents had them spend the night. Can you remember any other memories like that where we opened the doors to people who maybe weren't like us.
1: I'm trying to think. I mean, definitely like when we were living in Mexico and hosting families and big groups. That was, that was definitely like some of them were from churches we'd gone to, but it was quite the thing. Like, I think we had 35 people staying in our home one time. So it's, and then mom would meet these like kind of random people, on instagram through her account and then she'd be like oh you can come park in our driveway or and this this has been later um or even in mexico like there was a couple families who she just randomly met at a conference where she'd been speaking and then she would invite them down and they would be they would just kind of want um to sort of maybe even dip their toes in like foreign missions or visit another country and just sort of you know they had some some time and some resources they wanted to give, and then they would come and stay with us. And so it was, um, I mean, not always people who were so radically different, but it was just opening sort of the inner sanctum of your home to bring in people that you never met who were entirely different and who were, um, yeah, just coming in to sort of experience the flow of your life in your home.
0: Yeah, and we were always very you know, we've talked in other episodes about protecting our children and keeping an eye on them. And so we were always very protective of our kids. We would have strangers stay in our home, but then all of the kids I think would sleep in the same room as us. And we, you know, I think during that time when we were hosting people, we would look at that story in Little House. uh, I think it's by the shores of Silver Lake where they basically turned their home into a hotel to raise some money because people were coming out to build their houses it's one of the Little House on the Prairie series. But one of the memories I have, you know, like you said, not everybody was like us. Like we were, most of the people who came and stayed with us were Christians. And so we were showing hospitality to people who were already saved, but we didn't all have the same belief system. And so it was a sweet opportunity to maybe uh, give people a vision for homeschooling or give people a vision for more family time, but still with the idea that we were going to, Give our children this opportunity, but keep an eye on them at the same time. And I can remember one morning we were having a prayer time and some of the younger kids were playing outside and I just, we, it got quiet for just a second and I heard my son yell out, you do go to hell or, or maybe even you go to hell. And what he, he and this other little child were having an argument about heaven and hell and whether hell was real or not. And so what he was saying is, you do too go to hell, or there is a hell. So hilarious how, you know, the opportunities when you are with other people, they do bring up serious conversations, sometimes conversations that sound like profanity from the from the prayer time inside, but also a lot of a lot more of a shared family culture that We as a family were doing this together. This hospitality was something that actually bonded us together. And so whether lives were changed because we opened our home to them or not, our lives were changed because we had this chance to love other people, to experience the way other people interact with each other, and and to bond as a family as we were serving together. What were some of the ways that you saw showing hospitality bond us or change other people's lives?
1: Well, I think... I think one of the things that I love about some of the people I know who are hospitable is their ability to be at home with themselves because if you're being hospitable but you don't feel at home or at rest with yourself and your family, you have to put on a show when you when you host. And so one of the things I love about hosting over a period of time is it starts to break down that veneer, that host veneer that we put on when we welcome people in for dinner. So you welcome people into your home for a dinner and you you clean the house and you prepare this nice meal and you've got your, you know, you have the dessert that you never, ever have and you know, whatever it is and you have to then, you you basically put on a a show for the people that you invite and this is very sort of typical and, and they're over for two to three hours and then they go home. But when you bring people into your home for multiple days or for a whole day, there's this there's this rest that you have to come to sort of in in Christ in yourself where you're like I'm actually unable thankfully we're unable to maintain a show for 12 hours or 48 hours or 72 hours. And so I I get to be real with people and, and host them as as a real person, as my family, as as ourselves, and and it's this kind of beautiful. And I know we talked about community, we talked about work, and, and I think all these things play together. Um, but when you host for extended periods of time, and you're no longer able to put on a show, and it becomes very real, I think that there's this really beautiful sort of sense of welcome that the other person experiences with somebody who is being real with them with and has welcomed them into their home to be real with them and I love the way that sort of like worn down some of our edges you know what I mean so you're like in you're hosting people over Christmas and you and you're like okay I'm, I'm actually like we had this one huge group and they came down the day before Christmas and I and I actually loved that group and I remember there being some really Beautiful conversations um, that kind of came about in like the late evenings and, and very naturally because there was just this this sort of this space to flow and grow together because you had to just be yourself and hospitality. Yeah, and
0: I don't know, you know, I haven't read enough about the Benedictines approach to hospitality to know what their attitude is, but I think for our family, we really had an attitude of excitement about the people and of being able to learn from people. Like we, you know, even though like the Czechoslovakian group weren't, and I know it's not even Czechoslovakia anymore, but at the time it was, I think, um, you know, it's not, they weren't necessarily people that we had anything in common, but we were excited about them as people. We were excited to learn from them. And, and so in most cases, whether the people who stayed with us shared our faith or not, We were just excited about them as people and about the opportunity to meet new people. We've also hosted exchange students and it's kind of the same thing where we're just living our life in front of these people, trying to be our authentic selves. And sometimes that's messy. Sometimes it does mean that there's conflict or there are things that we have to work through together in front of people, but we had kind of a childlike wonder about other people, about getting to know them and knowing their culture and knowing how they think. And I think in a lot of ways that kind of wonder or interest is what will win people the Lord. Like if if part of the idea of hospitality is that we are being a light, mm-hmm. we are being a city set on a hill, then part of that does have to involve us learning how to love people and, and not not present it even to our children because the idea is that we're doing this as a family. This is a, you know, a family podcast is about home. And so as we're showing hospitality as a family, are we doing this as if it's something that's going to get us saved? Are we doing it as an act of love because God made these people and we, and we can trust that he's going to work in them?
1: A hundred percent. And I think like one of the things and is that hospitality, um, if, if you're using hospitality in a way to um, connect with unsaved people or people who you want to minister to or mentor, um, there's, like, like Christ invited us into his kingdom, which is inviting us into his home in a sense. And I think in terms of, like, hospitality as saving the world, and we can't, I don't think we can underestimate the beauty of welcoming anybody into our home. Like, I think it is so precious and so profound. And, um, even on a spiritual level, like you're, you're, you know, and I said it multiple times already, I think in the last few minutes, but just you are welcoming somebody into the inner sanctum of your life. And you're saying, I'm going to not put on a mask, not put on a masquerade, but I'm going to welcome you home into my home, into a home, into home. And I think especially with more and more people sort of craving a place to belong or feeling lonely or, or, or even having experienced a lot of people who were putting on a show, I real hospitality, especially hospitality that is either unplanned or, you know, sort of spur of the moment is this really beautiful way of of being like, no, here's, here's a picture of, of wholeness and welcoming you into imperfect mess that is really beautiful.
0: Yeah, and one of the people that has been a real inspiration for me in terms of hospitality, and I talk about her in Mothering by the Book, is Corey Ten Boom. You know, the Ten Boom family lived there in the Netherlands, in Holland, and they even before the Jewish people needed rescue, the Corey Ten, the Ten Boom family hosted all kinds of people. They had prayer time. People would stop by who needed a meal. They always had a soup on the stove. They were always ready to welcome people in. And they kept up their normal routines. Like they still read the Bible, even if they had strangers in their home. They still sang their hymns or said their prayers, even if there were strangers in the home. So they didn't, they didn't adapt their family lifestyle to the people who are with them, but they did open the doors and were ready to offer, offer a meal, offer comfort and so then when the Jews needed a place to hide, it was almost like a natural next step for them. They were already very used to being hospitable and they were were not afraid. They their love for God was more important to them than their fear. And I think that's really important for us as families to start to have a, have that be the center of our lives that we that love becomes greater to us than fear. That our love for God becomes a bigger motivator Than our fear of strangers or our fear of people not liking how clean our house is or our fear of our children misbehaving or whatever those fears are. That are keeping you from having people over and opening your home, especially spur of the moment. Yeah, because it is opening the doors that really builds community, whether we're talking about welcoming people into our faith as believers in Christ or whether we're just looking looking to build a community. It's letting our hair down or letting people welcoming people into our lives that makes a difference hundred percent especially having lived in foreign countries like lived in Mexico
1: and then I lived in Northern Ireland for a long time, you'd go to a new church and Christians are supposed to be the most hospitable people in the world and it's it's not a slag against any one particular person or or anything, but to go to church multiple sundays and and never feel invited to a home is very like, okay, so I, I can meet you. I'm allowed to sort of engage with you out here, but how do I, how do I ever break into real community? And if I'm not being invited into your home and, and then for me, like I love hosting, I love, I actually love cooking for people. So in the times I have lived more alone, um, I love having people over to cook and it's this it's this totally wonderful thing and i think as christians like if you're going if you're engaged in a church if you're going to a church and like just have a family over just make it a priority to every other sunday be like we're going to do a potluck lunch um and we're going to invite a couple families over and if they come they come and if they don't then you guys get a nice sunday afternoon to yourselves but just sort of making hospitality a discipline
0: Right. I love the idea of it as a discipline because, you know, our family, we really value our personal time. We are actually many of us strongly introverted, but we also take the spiritual discipline seriously. And one of those is hospitality. We know that people are lonely. God calls us to love one another for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. And so part of the way that we love others is by opening our home and whether that is just asking someone to stop by for coffee, whether that's getting Papa Murphy's pizza and popping them in the oven, whatever that looks like for your family, whatever makes it simple and doable. Because the days with small children actually is when we, we hosted way more when we had small children and babies than we do now. But it, it is hard to cook a meal when you have young children or to, you know, put something together to even get your house clean enough where you feel like you can have people over but it's so important for just loving our neighbors to open the doors a little bit,
1: yeah, and i and I promise you like for the most part, people who are lonely and crave community being invited into what will to you maybe seem like a disorderly home. like I remember I remember going to homes when I was young and and my mom has always set this really high standard for cleanliness um and going to homes that were kind of messy. but I just remember being like, oh well, I get to be in somebody else's home. Like it was never this thing that like totally detracted from it. And, and there for some people it might, but for the majority of people, again, being invited over getting to be with somebody else in their home is going to outweigh the mess that you might perceive
0: as being a turnoff. Yeah. That's so good. You know, and one of the things I think to caution against, one of the things that actually put a damper on it, probably for my own children was sometimes my standards for cleanliness made the whole process painful for my family. Like I was happy to host, but I also judged myself pretty hard. And then that caused judgment on my kids if things weren't perfect. So I think, you know, if you have the choice between connecting with your children or hosting people, I would choose connection. But if you have the choice between connection with your children and hosting people, do them both and do it at the level that works for you. And that might mean just meeting at a park. It might mean that you don't serve any food and you just make a pot of tea. It might mean all you serve is water. But, you know, realizing, I think, in the grand scheme of things, for me, it was often a perfectionistic tendency towards our house. Like, oh my gosh, the bathroom's not clean yet. Why didn't you guys clean up the bathroom? And so having anger precede hospitality is definitely not going to make it a joyful experience for your children. I'm thankful that my kids have grown up and still love to host but that would be one caution is just can you can you do hospitality and make it fun for everybody then do it but if it's gonna make you break connection through anger or fear then maybe you need a little bit more time working on your on overcoming fear maybe you need a little bit more time working through some of the steps I talk about in mothering by the book Because while hospitality is one of those spiritual disciplines that is important, it's important for culture and for building community, the first step is looking our children in the eyes, giving them a hug, connecting with them, and making sure that we are connecting as a family and showing hospitality to our own children first.
1: Definitely, I agree with that. And I think hospitality shouldn't come at the cost of your family. But because it is a spiritual discipline, I don't think it's something that you can write off because it's costly. I think it's a matter of like, okay, we're going to just make sure we always have frozen cookie dough and we're going to cook a dozen cookies. And that's so simple. So it's like if we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ, if we're called, if, if you, like if we believe that we are called to love Christ, love the body and be a light in the world, then hospitality is a part of that. And how can we overcome lies that are keeping us back from it? How can we make it simpler? And how can we learn to um, just rest in who we are in Christ rather than performance as we actively open our homes?
0: Yeah. And I think one thing to get there really is working on the chore and routine pack from the Peaceful Press because part part of getting to that point where you could... Be like the monks where if someone drops by, you open the doors and you give them coffee. Part of that is just more self-acceptance that you love yourself, even if your house is messy, you love your kids, even if they didn't make their beds. And so less, less condemnation, less judgment and more self-acceptance. But also part of it is just having better habits in place where if you're, you know, if you have a child who's old enough to wipe down the bathroom every day that you just follow through on that. So if someone drops by, it doesn't become an anger issue. Or if you, as a mom, if one of your priorities is to have a, a kitchen sink that's not full of dirty dishes when people stop by, just make a habit of loading the dishes after every meal. So I think the habit training can be helpful for showing more hospitality and then self-acceptance. And our resources, the Mothering by the Book is a great resource for helping you develop more self-acceptance, understand how loved you are. And then the chorn Routine Pack from the Peaceful Press is a great resource for just building some of those life skills putting those great habits in place so that you could be like that Cory Ten Boom family who opened their doors not just to their neighbors, not just to people who they knew, but also to people who were in crises. thanks for joining today. Well, Emily and I chat about hospitality. We're so grateful that you listen. Please leave us a review, share with your friends. We are so grateful.